Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today's podcast is called How to Be Present. This is something that I think every person struggles with. I don't want to say every being because I think animals are innately present. Present is that sense of being in the here and now at a particular time, a particular place, and really feeling that your mind, your body are not somewhere else, but they're right in that moment, moment to moment. And that is challenging for people. It's challenging for all of us. I've often said that our mind is rarely present. We are thinking of our to-do list, the things in the future. It could be later in the day or far ahead 10 years from now. Or it's dwelling a little bit in the past, thinking about what we should have been doing or what we did or remembering something. But it's often hard to find this moment-to-moment presence that is very important. It's important for our mental and spiritual health. Uh, It's important for our ability to be present and supportive for others around us. If we're not present, literally, figuratively, um, we might be physically present, but we might not um, always be emotionally present. And so we need to find that ability to find presence in every way so that we feel better in our own hearts and heads, and then we can help others as well. So how do we be present? Well, I have an acronym for that. And I love using these acronyms and I've seen how many of you take them down and write them and then stick them up somewhere so that you can look at them as a reminder. So write it down and fill in the ways that you would like to be more present. But here are some tools to help you. 
the acronym for present, it starts with P, pause. Our lives are busy. Our lives are noisy and they don't necessarily have to be sound noise. Although there's plenty of literal, you know, sound noise, vibration noise around us, especially if you live in the city, this is, or in any city, this is a very tough thing that people live with and don't even realize the effect of it. And there's been some research that's been conducted on, on the effect of noise on our brain. And some of this research has shown that people that are living in urban areas with a high volume of noise really need to have these sound reducing headphones so that they can find the pause. Because when there's that vibration of kind of always a level of noise, it's hard to find those pauses. Your brain is kind of always bombarded with an other vibration. Sound has a vibration to it. So when we find the pause, that pause creates a sense of silence, a sense of that one dot of a moment and thought is not like just linked and grouped to another dot and thought and moment. But there's this sense of space between the dots, sense of space between the thoughts. And this is where meditation is really helpful. It's in that your brain is an organ, it's an organ of perception and organ of many other things, but it's not going to stop thinking. But the goal for meditation is instead to create more moments where we have these longer pauses between thoughts and that we don't kind of hitch on to a thought and follow it down a down a train ride um, or a roller coaster if it may be that but instead have this kind of control of the of the whether we're going to hop on that crazy thought train or not and so if we can create these pauses through the practice of meditation or through having something that you look at as a reminder. And for some people, it will be like their meditation station or a little corner in their room or some place at work, or it could be even a picture that they look at. And every time they see it, they have a memory and that memory creates a pause. And it's not a pause of going back into the state, but it's just a pause as a reminder. Oh, wait, stay be here right now. And so I, I know people who will put uh, pictures up and not necessarily photographs, but some kind of symbol that when they see it, every time they see it, it reminds them to pause. And there's ways of pausing using your breath. If you remember to create the pause or tr- in, the, in the art of creating the pause, breathe out. There's a pause at the bottom of the exhale, and then there's right, then you go into the inhale, and then there's a pause at the top. So you can do it through your breath as well, another way of creating that pause. The R is reminder. And this is this can go hand in hand with the pause. You could have a reminder to help you pause. Reminders are really important because inevitably we cannot be present moment to moment. It's just unless you're doing a really extraordinary job. It's really challenging. So, and then there are days or even periods of days, maybe months, where you really are super full and your bucket list and all that stuff. And and you'll need a lot more assistance with this. So this is where these reminders come out. And so mala beads, for example, are reminders. And 
little bracelets or string bracelets or or like when people would tie things around their finger like a string. That's a reminder. So like you can have a bracelet, for instance, that you look at or you touch and the tactile cue is, hmm, reminder to be here right now and to feel what's happening in your body, in your breath, in this moment. Feeling this bead, if it's a mala bead or a, um, if it's some kind of stone or jewel or just the thread itself. But those are reminders and tactile reminders are super helpful because again, through the body, this physical experience helps us come into the present moment in a very successful way. So getting in touch with your breath, getting in touch with the tactile cue of the reminder is super helpful. The reminders can also be sticky notes. You know, people will tack them up on their mirrors at home or put them on their computers at work. And it can be reminders of all kinds of things. And one of them could just be a reminder to be here, to feel, to pause, to breathe. And those little reminders are practices for us to come back to that present moment and to be present. Okay, the next is E. Eyes up. Eyes up. Boy, we need to stop looking down at our phones in particular. There is something disturbing about walking through a street, walking on a campus, and seeing so many people who are looking down at their phones as they're walking. And it is, there's, there is a lack of being present. Yeah, you're looking at something and you're present at, at the point of looking at something, but it is taking you out of this experience of transporting your body through space in a community setting, whether it's a street or a sidewalk, even in nature, in a setting, and, and you are not present because your eyes are looking down and we're so visual we're being distracted by what's on this tiny little screen. And we need to have our eyes up. My daughter went to this fabulous school called the Island School in um, the Bahamas. And she did that last spring for three months. And the kids did not have any technology there except for the computers that they were working on for their research projects. But they were very limited in, in terms of what they did on that. And they didn't have their phones and that kind of the technology that they have glued to them. You know, those phones are, are kind of like their security blankets for a lot of these teenagers now. And to not have that for three months was amazing. And their, their big saying that they had all over was, look up and around, look up and around. And I loved that because that is what brings you into the present moment. And even more important than you being present, you're present for the people that are around you. And this is something I struggle with and I'm working on. So this is my start is that I have like many people who work for themselves and are entrepreneurs and a lot of that work is on online. I I could be working all the time. I could be doing things on my computer, on my phone all the time. And I'm very devoted to my work. My work is my vocation. I love it very much. I don't look at it like I got to shut this down because I'm tired of it. 
but I have to shut it down because I need to be present for my family or my friends. And, you know, I think we all can practice this. Eyes up. We're at a dinner table out, out, out to dinner with friends. Put your phones away. There's no reason your phone should be out unless you're taking a picture and then put it away. Unless you have a sick kid at home and then just put it away so it's not seen by everybody. Because if it's seen by everybody, that also is stimulating and brings people out of the present moment and they're not present. So put the phones away. If you're in a yoga class, put your phone away. You can take an hour for yourself. You can take 75 minutes for yourself. Eyes up, stop looking down, be present. Be present for yourself, give that gift to yourself, but also to the people around you. And let's all work on that. So S, sweat. Sweat, how does sweat make you present? And I mean sweat, not like you're outside and it's hot and you just start sweating. I mean sweat because you've moved your body. We need to break a sweat and move every day. And you need to move enough that you get heated. And it doesn't have to be big movement patterns. You know, if people start off with my lit um, daily and they do the abdominals and the bridge, they're like, whoa, I can't believe I'm already sweating. And it's because they've worked from the core out. And that that internal heat, that fire is going to make you sweat. And in the sweating, you are so present. Your mind is not wandering. And sweating is this great way of, it's almost like a you're not shedding anything, but it's like, moment to moment, you are embodying a different state of being. Like by sweating, you know, I don't believe, sweat is not detoxification, by the way. It's it's a way of thermoregulation. <laughs> so your liver is your detoxifying your, um, and your kidneys help with all that. So those, those are the ones that are doing that work. But your sweat is clearing some, pores, some stuff out of your pores and it makes you feel refreshed. And there's that refreshing feeling. It's like a shower. I would say sweat every day, take a shower every day. Those two things make you feel so present and clean and clear. So sweat, move. Uh, again, the best way to get into the present moment, to get into the present feeling is to move your body because your body is always in the state of the present moment. E, the next E, We've got our eyes up. We want our ears open. This is another thing I need to work on because I love to talk. We have two ears and one mouth, and you know the saying, you're supposed to use them in that order, meaning you've got two ears for a reason. There's more of them, so use them more. And ears open. Can we listen truly to people instead of anticipating when they're going to be done and wanting to talk as soon as they're done? And already thinking ahead, right? That's not being present. Being present is the state where you're so focused on someone talking. Um, you're listening so intently. That's all that's happening. You're listening. So think about that as you're listening right now. Are you listening really fully, moment to moment? So much that you're not thinking about something else, but that you're really listening. And then practice that while you're looking at somebody and they're talking to you. That person is talking to you. And can you listen without expectation, without anticipation, but fully in that moment? It is challenging, especially for those of us who love to talk. And especially if you have a lot to say, you know, it's really, but it's such a good thing to do. And it's such a gift to give to yourself. And it's certainly a gift of presence for others to really listen, to listen to people 
is the state of being present. And people know when you're there. They really know it. And I learned this a lot from my dad. I would listen to him or watch him listen to his patients as they called on the phone. And he would often say, all they really need is someone to listen. And he was so wonderful in giving that time to them. Many, many people nowadays, doctors and not doctors, you know, lawyers, whoever, don't necessarily give that time. They're on a, almost on a time clock and they're so aware of the clock that they're not really listening. So we all need to practice this professionally, personally, interpersonally. Ears open. In. In is for nature. I've said this before, and, and, and of course, so many poets have said this so beautifully, including Mary Oliver, who has recently passed away. I mean, there, there's nothing about like being in nature to make you more present. Being in nature and feel every sense is fully present. You're listening and, and looking and feeling, hearing all of it. You know, you're, you could touch something. You can, you can, every sense is alive and vibrant in nature. And get out in nature often. I try and get out in nature every day. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen every day, but I try. And I know I'm at my most present when I'm in nature. So get out in nature, even if you don't have dogs, even if you don't, you know, or aren't near somewhere, even if you just go into the woods for five or 10 minutes or sit on the grass and look in the woods or find a little brook and hear the bubbling of the water and just absorb this amazing earth we live on. And that will not only help you be present, but it will fuel you so that we can be present for our biggest mother of all. We need to be um, here and now fully present for mother earth for sure, but get out in nature. And finally, T, this last letter of present, take a breath. Like I said before in the pause, but take a breath. This helps you be so present, even if it's just for a moment, creating that space so that you can respond to what's happening around you. When we react to a situation, we're usually reacting not in the present moment, but based on past circumstances or future anxieties. It's a reaction And it's a reflex. And sometimes it's not always the best. And it certainly isn't always present. But if we can take a breath, this I always say this to my children, and bring you back into the present moment because we're often not anxious or angry or sad or whatever in that moment when we notice. It doesn't mean those emotions go away, but we can actually process them in a much better way if we take a breath. So with that, I encourage you to breathe deeply now, a few breaths. Take notes on this if you feel like you need help, and we all need help with this. We all need to be more present for ourselves, to be our best selves, for our family, for our friends, for our community, for our professional and our personal community, and for the world at large. It is so easy, and and I struggle with this. It's so easy to not kind of live in the here and now and look up and around, 
with the ears open and and take in some of the somberness of what's happening in our world. Um, but there's also a lot of celebration and joy. And we have to take it in in all the hues and colors. And we can do that our best when we are fully present as much of the time as possible. And I'm hoping that this podcast and all the movement that you can do with me can help you be present. Because when you're present in your body, when you're paying attention to your alignment, when you're not going into just habitual movement patterns or behavioral patterns that are just based on the past and not necessarily on the presence of, and certainly not in the future because it won't be sustainable. But I'm hoping that all of these things will help you be present so that you can feel truly integrated in all the ways that matter in your body, in your breath, in your spirit, in your personal and professional endeavors. So I'm pulling for you here. Get moving, get present. Let's work on this together to make the world a better place so that we all are more present and more compassionate, um, benefiting all beings around us, including ourselves. And remember to practice movement with me on my Lit Daily. I have daily classes, every class, Every day is a different class, so you can check that out on movementbylara.com. I'm pulling for you as always, and let's move together to feel better and to be present together in this glorious world that we live in. Hugs and love to you from me.